enchanté. Welcome back, Tidy Whities, to another Two Tight Ends podcast. I am your co-host, Connor, and join with me, as always, is a man who, I still don't know why, asked for a giant tub of Vaseline for Christmas. It's Neil! What's up, everybody? And that's my own personal business, and you need to stay out of it, Connor. So. <laughs> Listen, man, I, didn't, I wasn't going to ask questions, but I'm still curious. All right, as always, um, guys, we have a special guest this week. Uh, my my good friend Zach is here with us. Zach, what's going on? I'm just chiming in here from sunny Southern California. Happy to be a guest on the podcast this week. I'm I'm kind of jealous. Um, yeah, I recently went to California. I didn't want to leave, so that's pretty cool. Um, guys, let's get right into my own personal life real quick. Uh, I know, little little curveball there. Is this the Vaseline uh, so, explanation or what? N- no, um, that's for the Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Sign up for Patreon. It's for the OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, no, so as some of you know, I work at a at a phone store, and um, I got an interesting call this morning that uh, our our store had been robbed. <laughs> It was 5 a.m. I was fast asleep. And the other thing is I had just gone to bed at 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so Classic. I got a call at 5 a.m. And it's my manager like, hey, uh, you know, I live an hour away. The police need you to come by and, like, open it up for them. And I was like, oh, geez. Okay. Because I only live, like, 10 minutes away. So I go there. Um, we open it up for the police. We're, you know, I'm giving my statement and everything. And uh, some guy had kicked down our glass door. Not the he didn't kick down the door, but he kicked through the glass door. Uh, apparently, he just ran in, grabbed some phones, and ran out. That was it, right? But the worst part is this dude. He grabbed a T-Mobile brand, two T-Mobile branded phones that total together probably cost five hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you you take five steps to your right and you got some iphones over there right you take one step to your right you got some thirteen hundred dollar samsung's right there and uh, he probably doesn't know this but they're not like real phones and they can be tracked easily and stuff but still what are you thinking dude <laughs> uh, I don't know, it sounds like this guy might have been on some uh brain uh enhancing substances <laughs> that's one way of putting it <laughs> yeah, uh, Neil, would, would you ahead. say that this guy wasn't an elite robber? We'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> 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 a little, little teaser for you guys. Um, well, yeah, I just, I, I, I couldn't believe it, man. Even the cops were making fun of him. Even the cops <laughs> knew, like, why would he go for these phones? <laughs> that is amazing. When the cops yeah, are roasting was... you, you know it's bad. Yeah, exactly. It was really funny. Um, well, it was funny until, you know, I'm there at 5 a.m. doing nothing, just having to wait in the store. Uh, yeah, that was a good time. Um, but, yeah, so that was my little story. Let's get right into some sports, though. Yo, that Coastal Carolina games. I know we don't talk too much about college football, but it is bowl season, and we're excited for it. Uh but yeah, Coastal Carolina, uh, they they played Liberty. Was it last night? Right? Yeah, it was last night. 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, Zach, you were watching, right? Yeah, I caught the end as it went into overtime, and it was mm-hmm. uh, Liberty, or it was Coastal Carolina. They were tied at the time, I believe, mm-hmm. and all uh, Liberty had to do was kneel the ball once and then kick a game-winning field goal, and they, they fumbled the ball, and it went to overtime. Oh. And so they were able to escape with it. They got a field goal and then blocked Coastal Carolina's field goal to win the game 37-34. Nutty. Dang. And, I mean, Coastal Carolina was undefeated up to that right. point, right? They were 11-0. Liberty, uh, funny enough, was 10-1. and Their one loss was when NC State blocked their field goal. So they've had three <laughs> games this year uh, decided by field goals. That's crazy. Yeah, that's Man. pretty nutty. Coastal Carolina has had some good games too. And I, I typically don't care about like BYU sports, even though I have a lot of friends that do. But the Carolina Coastal Carolina BYU game was a really good one. Like ended with BYU added a like the their only chance of winning was they had to get a touchdown, and they got to the ball to like the one yard line. Like the dude just could, just barely couldn't get into the end zone. It, yeah, that was a good game. It was a great. They're both undefeated. Yeah, they were the both time. undefeated at the time. Yeah. It was a great game of inches moment of like this is what football is and should be. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh some more crazy games happened in the NFL. Uh last night, the Saturday night game, uh Miami versus um geez, um the Raiders. Yeah. Dude, that was insane. Uh for those of you who didn't watch the, first of all, they they were sucking. Both teams were not great in the first like three quarters. Fourth quarter, like the end of the fourth quarter, comes around. I think there was what uh, it was like three touchdowns scored in a matter of a couple of minutes. Uh, they were just going back and forth, sharing punches there at the end. And then um, the Raiders marched down the field and they got a touchdown, missed the extra point. Then the Dolphins marched down the field and. They get a touchdown, go up, and then the Raiders march down the field again, and then they start running out the clock. Like, they had an opportunity to score a touchdown, but they're just running out the clock. Um, and and they get it down to as much as they can, kick a field goal. They're up two, I believe. And the Dolphins come out after the kickoff. They have, I think, 20 seconds left or something That's like correct. that. It might even be less. 19 seconds. Ooh, 19 seconds. And then, dude – uh Fitzpatrick throws the ball to the sideline probably I don't know 20 yards down the field as he's getting his face mask ripped like pulled to the side the the pictures from it it looks like I don't even know how he's looking at this dude um, he literally can't see so, who he's throwing to because the entire defender's hand is covering his line of vision yeah and not only covering it grabbing his helmet and pulling it aside yeah and then not only does he complete this crazy pass that a blown coverage on, eh, maybe not blown, but not great coverage. And uh, then they get the 15 yard penalty at the end of it. They go down, score a field goal, and then they win it with like six seconds remaining. It was incredible. That's yeah. wild. I, I, the, <laughs> the best part of that, I guess, to some people, I guess, is that uh, Tua got benched and Fitzmagic had to come in and clean up. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's there's a I, lot of there's a lot of a uh, lot of hardcore Fitzmagic fans out there that were really sad to see him get benched. I'm a huge Fitzmagic guy. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Tua. I mean, that was that was, Tua just wasn't cutting it that game. They benched him and they got a win. They're you know they're they're sitting pretty trying to get in the playoffs right now. So looking back, kind of a good decision, yeah, right? Totally. And it's good they have the flexibility mm-hmm. where they can say, oh, our young hot rookie isn't cutting it right now. We can go back to the old veteran, give it a try, different yeah. style of play. Spring a little magic in there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, a, a quick note on the other Saturday games. Uh, the Bucks blew out the Lions. Uh, I had Matthew Stafford as my starting QB in fantasy this week. Yikes. And he got out, I think, in the first quarter with an ankle injury. Gave me zero points. I mean, obviously, good health, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but that really screwed me over. Uh, and then they, what, 47-7? to They blew him out, right? Something yes, like that? Yes, 47-7. Jeez. Um, so that was crazy. And then the – so the Bucks made the playoffs. First time in a, while, in a long time the that Tom Brady made the playoff, or not Tom Brady, that the Patriots did not make the playoffs. Was it's a little interesting. Wasn't the Bucks drought like 17 years or something like that? That they haven't made the playoffs? Yeah, was it something crazy like that? So. I can't remember. I think it was for the I coach. Think, it was uh, Bruce Arians hadn't made the playoffs oh, in a very long time. Okay. But didn't he make the playoffs with the Cardinals? I can't remember. I don't believe he did. I'm trying to remember. I just saw like an ESPN headline come through, and mm-hmm. that's what told me like how many years it had been. But I, I remember some. Yeah. It was a pretty crazy, pre- pretty crazy long drought. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, first year with the team, they get in the playoffs. Um, people who, <laughs> speaking of the Cardinals, uh, they played the San Francisco 49ers, and they had their third string quarterback playing Bethard, right? And they shit the bed. Uh, all the Cardinals have to do is win out, win both of their last two games, and they're in. And they lost this game to the 49ers. So now uh, it's going to get a little dicey at the end there. Um, but, yeah, pretty fun Saturday for football. Um, so we actually have the the great opportunity, guys. Uh, we have a Steelers fan among us. Uh, does the imposter want to wanna show himself? Yes. So I've been a lifelong <laughs> Steelers fan. I was raised correctly. Uh, my mother's whole family is from Pittsburgh and up. You were born into a terrible towel. Yes, exactly. There are pictures of me as an infant <laughs> with a little Steelers onesie on. Um, uh, so, well, I, I, I just wanted to pose a question to a Steelers fan. Um, uh, why do they suck right now? I, I was thinking you were going to ask, uh, like what my pain scale is like a doctor would in the hospital. I oh no, I don't really I don't really care, Zach, and here's why. Um <laughs> Listen, as a as a uh a Washington football team fan, um it it's I'm almost numb to the pain of losing every year, right? Right. But you as a Steelers fan, you guys actually are pretty good. And not only good, you guys this year were pretty good in the beginning. And so now that it's all crashing and burning, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. Right. <laughs> Uh, but no, what is your pain scale right now? The pain scale is very high. Put it at a seven or eight of emotional football pain. Now that was probably higher right after the game. No, right. It was losing to Washington was one thing. The next two, I think the Bengals really sealed it in that we are not the team we were at the start of the season. goes back to, you were asking, why do we suck right now? There's a few reasons I think, one, we never had much of a run game to begin with. 
Mm-hmm. And now teams have figured that out. They're able to play back a little mm-hmm. more, focus on our passing. And so our passing game, we don't have Chase Claypool getting four touchdowns anymore. That's sort right. of gone. So mm-hmm. our offense is looking a lot worse and, than it was. And not only like the four touchdowns, like, I don't know, just, just looking at the Steelers offense. I mean, they're dropping so many balls in the last couple of games. They had, they had a lot of opportunities. They just have not been, have not been hitting them. Right. Um, I think so. I actually brought this up. I think the Steelers just went eight and zero, and I brought it up. I mean, because I was seeing it on the internet, but I brought up you know the fact. Oh, are the Steelers a good undefeated or a bad undefeated team? Right. Right. And I brought up the whole fact that even at the time, defense great. Uh, their offense was mediocre or bad in every category except for the one that mattered, which is scoring. Um, and so purely from the stats standpoint, it sounds like it just caught up to them. You know, they couldn't just keep scoring. Right. Um, love to, for the, all the reasons that you said. Um, now, <laughs> do you think Juju has anything to do with his off the field? Do you think it has anything to do with this? I mean, I am a fan of Juju Smith-Schuster as a player. I like him. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a likable guy. Um the concern here is he was dancing on the other team's logos, posting videos of it to TikTok. Also, he does a lot of TikTok as part of his social media strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's Twitch streaming now too, right? right. Like he's trying well, to so, diversify that portfolio, so, isn't so he? So maybe, so maybe I can jump in here a little bit because yeah, I'm please. also a fan of Juju, both as a player and as a, I don't know, T- video game TikToker? culture icon. I don't really, t- I don't really mess around with TikTok, but um, I don't know. I like, I enjoy him on social media and for someone who he started getting, I feel like recognized on social media for doing like Fortnite dances or like playing Fortnite IRL quote unquote. Um, and that started kind of going viral and then he started putting out more like YouTube videos and streaming and all of that. Like I saw not too long ago, he hit like 2 million subscribers on YouTube, which is a huge deal even for someone who already is pretty famous. Like, so, I mean, hats off to him for being able to do that. But, uh, Zach, just wanted to get your thoughts as our resident Steelers fan on uh, the fact that Juju has put out more TikToks this season with 95 than receiving yards in a single game at 93 for his most in a single game. How does that make you feel? That makes me feel really bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like I said, and Neil was saying, TikToks are a part of his revenue stream. I think some people see it as, oh, it's, you know, childish. He's wasting time making these videos. To me, it's the same as uh, another player going and doing an all-state ad. It's something they do to make money outside of their mm-hmm. player contract. What I have a problem with is the dancing on the logos and then losing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's a bad look. It's a bad I'm look. okay with him yeah, making TikToks as part of his social media. I'm not okay with him doing that and embarrassing himself and the whole Steelers team. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like talking shit before the game starts, you lose and then you go ahead and keep talking shit when you already lost. Like it's, it just doesn't work very well when Mm -hmm. that happens. And I think what was even worse, I mean, I I think you mentioned it in our, me and uh, Zach and I's uh, Twitter group chat that we have that when he gave his, like when he, when he, when he decided to stop doing it this last week, and he gave a statement. And it's like, I think, Zach, you mentioned it. Don't Just don't even do a statement. Just stop, you know? Right. <laughs> like, you don't have to announce it. Like, uh, even the statement looked kind of bad. 
I mean, it's whatever, but yeah, he was complaining um, about the media. It's, you know, just don't post that this week, go out, focus on the Colts. Um, Mm -hmm. and then if you do end up losing to the Colts and having a bad game, they at least can Mm -hmm. edit it together with you dancing on the Colts logo. (laughs) <laughs> or you you edited over some tic, other tiktoker crying and yeah um i do okay here's here's an interesting question zach do you think they are still a super bowl contender i do not believe they're a super bowl contender at this point i think our offense okay. is far too flawed i think my honest prediction we maybe win one playoff game yeah, the defense is starting to I show mean, some it, holes now too. I mean, defense—they were the number one in the league, and suddenly they can't stop anyone. They lost Bud Bud Dupree, which is huge. And then Spillane yeah, and some, they, I, was filling in. I was going to say they have been dealing with some injuries, so that is that mm-hmm. is a big part of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah um, losing it, uh, Bud Dupree, Spillane, Devin Bush—those mm-hmm. uh, were all very impactful. That is why we aren't stopping teams like we were in the mm-hmm. first few weeks. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just a bad look overall. I mean, you have the dancing, and then you start losing. I mean, the dancing was a little, it was talked about and stuff while when you guys were winning, but it it becomes a huge, all of a sudden, a huge problem when they start losing, right? Um, do you give any any uh, any thought to the idea that like the play it gets the other team pumped up to like go like extra hard against Juju and maybe the Steelers when they see somebody else dancing on it? A hundred percent on on their logo, it's corkboard material. It's like a journalist yeah. right? It's that your team is bad. You put it up there. You want to prove them wrong. They pass mm-hmm. around. Oh, he's dancing on our logo, and you want to go out there and mm-hmm. tackle him and make him fumble like they did. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, shout out to Pack McAfee show. I, I know I quote them a lot here, but I was watching one of their clips talking about this. They were they brought up an interesting point where uh, most other seasons they feel like we would have seen some before pregame antic, not antics, pregame uh, confrontations between the teams. Um, if this was not a COVID season, that's why they think because of COVID, like the teams are supposed to like, just stay like, you know, not really try to interact as little as possible till the game. But if this wasn't a COVID season, there might've been like a confrontation already. Oh, hundred percent. I've always, I've always thought that too. Like how is, how is this dude even able to dance on the logos without getting into a fight? Mm -hmm. But that actually makes a lot of sense. I was just gonna bring up. They also mentioned how an interesting thing where in the locker rooms, uh, there's a, some locker rooms have a rule where uh, the opposing team, there's a big logo in the middle of the locker room and the opposing team while they're in there cannot step on the logo. And then some other teams take it a step farther and they have logos in both locker rooms and neither team can step on the logo Jeez. in either locker room. I think it's a little yeah. extreme. You know, I think, I think if you have a guest locker room and then make up weird rules for the guest yeah. team, like, that's you guys cool. can't stand here. You know, that that's weird. Yeah, if you don't want them stepping on your logo in the guest locker room, don't put one yeah. in there. Yeah. Just have a blank floor. That is fair. So can hard. I can I just rant about the Steelers for just a minute, please? Okay. So here's the deal. Last week, you all heard me talking a big game against Neil in fantasy football because I was projected to stomp him. And once the games kind of panned out the way they did, granted, 
I made a mistake by not going with my gut on a few choices, like not playing Russell Wilson against, I can't remember who he's playing anyway, but not playing Russell Wilson that week and playing Ryan Tannehill. I should have done that. I knew I should have done that, but I had some faith and it didn't work out for me. And then also I knew I should have put Corey Davis in instead of Juju. Didn't do that. But here's the thing. I was only down by 12 points, 12 points. And the Steelers were going up against a two and 10 and one Bengals team with a backup quarterback. All I needed was the defense to not shit the bed and Juju to get more than like three points. And guess what happened? All of that. All of that happened. (laughs) So I have a couple questions. First of all, how dare you? (laughs) Yeah, Connor lost by two points because of the Steelers. No, and the biggest, the okay, okay, this, this actually isn't even part of the Steelers game. It's just more like fantasy bullshit. But when I watched everything play out, we were tied. And then yeah. I wake up the next morning and suddenly Neil has two extra points. Yeah, from I don't even where? know where they came from. I don't know. <laughs> but that's not the point. The, the You needed to uh, stop yeah, exactly. it out there. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. But the point is that the point is, is those two extra points. You know what? Even if he had gotten those, I just needed the Steelers to not suck against a 2-10 and ten Bengals team with a backup quarterback. Yeah, and hey, credit to the Bengals, man. They played their little hearts out. It's true, they did. I'll I'll, I'll give I mean, it to you on that. I I don't think anybody expect expected it, and that's coming from a team that just beat the Steelers with no name. And I don't think anybody expected them to do it. I don't think anybody expected the Bengals to do it. Yeah, that was that was that was a interesting game. Um, let are we ready to end the uh, talk of my football fan <laughs> suffering and move into yeah. well NBA? before we move into NBA? We're actually. Uh, gonna do Monday night football picks real quick before Ooh, we forget. Yes, um, this week, Monday night is the Bills versus the Patriots. The Bills are favored at six and a half points. Connor, oh, def- who you got? Definitely Bills. You got Bills all the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, Bills all the way. Okay, okay. Um, I hmm. I mean, I love my boy Josh. Ah oh, man, you know what? It's a it's a division game. And just to make things interesting, I think I'm going to go Patriots. All right. I mean, six and a half is a little bit of a margin. Like, but the Patriots have sucked lately. They have. But, I mean, you know what? When a 2-10 and 10 Bengals team outright beats the Steelers, <laughs> anything is possible, right? Anything Kevin Garnett. Is uh, now, Connor, I don't know if you've i don't i don't know if you realize this um our favorite football teams are actually playing this week uh they're playing in an hour oh actually i didn't actually didn't um, realize i that. think i think we should make a little should we should we like wager or something should we should we put a little something on that Connor? we should not because both of our teams are <laughs> terrible this year <laughs> uh okay well do you think the panthers are gonna win i don't i really don't Oh, because okay. So your defense is actually pretty good, and, uh, and the is Pan- Christian Christian still out? Right? CMC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. McCaffrey, I'm pretty sure, is still out. Our okay. offense has struggled so hard. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm gonna say that, that Washington we, probably wins. Oh, actually, that was who Wilson was playing was the Washington football team, and I had hopes that he was gonna do better, but apparently Washington has yeah, good they, defense. They did all right against him. If only we had a better offense. True. Uh, and speaking about that, Dwayne Haskins started against us, against Seattle. 
uh, he didn't do great, and he's and then he went out and uh, was photographed at a strip club with no mask on, lost his captain duty, blah blah blah. Uh, but he is starting again this week, and they so we'll see how that goes. But they got their starting running back back this week, Antonio Gibson. Um, yeah, I agree. How do you think there's a chance it's within seven? I do actually, because Carolina yeah. has had some really close games this season. They just haven't been able to close out. Yeah, and and like I said, our offense is trash. Uh, and actually, I think our best wide receiver Terry McLaurin is out this week too. So, oh, okay. So, um, I don't know. Carolina might yeah. have a chance. Our our defense actually is pretty good. It's a young defense. You know, they they this last draft they it's like all five picks were defensive picks, and so they're they're mm-hmm. really trying to rebuild that defense. And start there with kind of like the rebuild with Matt Rule coming in and everything. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess we'll see what happens. I think I think it actually could be a decent game, or Washington's just going to outright win because I just don't have a lot of faith in Carolina right now. That is fair. Uh, you know what? I do have a lot of faith in though the NBA, baby. <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try. I try. Uh, yeah. The, the NBA started this week. I'm. I'm so here for it. I love it. Uh, Connor, do you have any wild overreactions for the first not even week of basketball? Yes, I do. Nets all the way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right now, if we're going first overreact, all first all first off overreactions. Nets are looking so good. Like we talked about it last week. We talked about how okay, we've got to give them like half a season to prove themselves. But yeah, if we're just gonna go with like okay, this first week sets the entire tone for the nba it's nets lakers finals all the way yeah i would i would probably have to agree with that overreaction um i i brought it up with the nets i don't know how the chemistry is going to look you know are they are both the stars going to buy in and everything and so far uh the chemistry actually looks great um the the both stars i'm loving Kyrie's energy man he's actually the little i haven't watched the full games of either one but the stuff that i have watched He's actually like he's he's going for offensive rebounds, going for defense. You know, he's actually trying defense. Yeah. Uh, KD's locked in on defense. It looks like so far. We'll see if it changes. Um, but yeah, I'm loving the net. They're looking really good right now. Um, Zach, did you watch any games this week? I have not. I do not have a lot of information to offer here. <laughs> That's okay. Um, my takes will be extra hot. Oh yeah. Um, Lamelo. Yeah. Knowing, Lamelo sucks, right? Knowing nothing. Uh, I'll I'll say he's great. I didn't watch him play. Um, <laughs> no, his, his stats were uh, pretty poor for his first uh, debut. Right? Uh, for the very first game, the second game he he did all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he yeah the first game. I don't think the first the first game he didn't even score. He had a really bad stat line. Um, it was rough. But the second game he he looked good. Uh, some more overreactions. Um, the Timberwolves are good this year. What question mark? <laughs> uh, they're two and zero, and they had. I watched the end of their game against the Jazz, and they actually like were playing like well. Anthony Edwards, he's coming off the bench, but he looks great so far. Yeah, he does. Um, and yeah, they just like look pretty good. Everybody's Which bought in. I thought it was kind of funny because for a number one overall pick, he wasn't really talked about in preseason. It was like all about Lamelo. And then now he's getting some attention because, yeah, he's been playing pretty well from off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, he had, like, this beautiful fadeaway foot-up Dirk-esque shot. Um, He's just – he looks kind of natural. And I like that – 
I kind of like, I think this might be a really good situation, might turn out to be a really good situation. It's not, you know, the spotlight is not 100% on him and not the whole weight of the team is not on his shoulders either. Yeah. So he's, as long, so it seems fine that he's coming off the bench and he can kind of ease into his role a little better, um, which looks good to him. To him. Um, some more overreactions. Uh, the Wizards are not going to make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I don't, think, that, I don't right think that's an overreaction. <laughs> that's pretty safe to say. Uh, how dare you? They're <laughs> going to make playoffs. That was a joke, Connor. I hate you. Uh, I mean, I don't know. No, they they can't finish right now. Um, hey, dude, if we're if we're gonna talk about if we're gonna talk about teams like that, overreaction. Warriors are gonna get a, t- a top ten pick again because they're dude, really not looking good. Clay dude, Clay they, is missing and it is felt. It's hurting right now. And then the guys like Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, the guys that are, they're expecting to step up have not really. They've not honestly had not. I mean, it's been like two games again. Overreactions, but. They, they have not been great. Um, but, no, back to the Wizards. I do like – listen, the Russell Westbrook trade, again, very controversial. So far, though, the energy, like, it has changed. It is a different energy energy out there with the team. Um, you know what hasn't changed is the coach. Now, I got to <laughs> gotta rant about this a little bit. So, MB, I followed, followed the r slash Wizards on Reddit, and they hate Scott Brooks, hate him. Um, I was I was a fan of him in OKC uh, when Kevin Durant was there and Westbrook and everything, um, and then so I've kind of been like I've kind of been like defending him so far in Washington, like oh they're injured, oh they suck, like it's not his fault, right? But man, the last two games, like he had this four guard lineup at one point where I just like what are we doing out here, man? And then he and then like in the last game, uh, one of the point guards Ra- Raul Neto. He was on fire in the first half, and then he saw like two minutes in the second half, and just like there's some really questionable decisions coming from him right now. Um, but uh, I'm not I'm not displeased with the Westbrook trade actually right now. Like I said, the energy looks great, everything but shooting, which is kind of to be expected with him, has been pretty good so far. I'm, I'm liking it. Um, but yeah, any, any other overreactions, Connor? Um, no, I think we pretty much covered them all. Right on. Uh, I just want to point out real quick that <laughs> fun the thing. So Reg- Reggie Bullock on the on the New York Knicks, he got into a game the other night, and he had two different numbers on his jersey. On the front, he had either on the front and the back. One of them said twenty five. One of them said twenty three. Uh, I don't know. That that's just so classic Knicks, right? <laughs> yeah, and what's funny is like I mean, who's the who's like the team manager or equipment manager or whatever whatever uh, whatever the the uh, like clubhouse manager for a for the for basketball is because like I remember like when I was the clubhouse manager for the mm-hmm. Owls like that's that was like my job was make sure that they like had their jerseys had the right numbers like mm-hmm. all that stuff. So who's this man's and how did he get two different numbers on the front and back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what happened, but that was really funny. There's two 23s out on the floor at one point. <laughs> that was great. Um, let's let's talk about Harden real quick, and and then we'll probably end the NBA topics. Well, hold on, hold but on. Yeah, hold on. so I, I do oh, okay. I do want to get to this really quick. Um, yeah, yeah. And this this can be super fast, but like Adam Silver apparently is considering the idea of expanding the number of NBA teams beyond 30. So I just wanted to get Finally. your guys' takes on where you would like to see maybe some new teams pop up. And I will add this with, I saw 
I think it was on Instagram in the comment section that uh, on one of the pages, I think I, I think it might have been the NBA page that um, that uh, oh, what's his name, Richard Jefferson. He commented and said, "Seattle is the only right answer. If you say anything else, you're wrong." I 100% agree. If it's not Seattle, what are we doing here? <laughs> They've been begging for a team Back. since they since <laughs> yeah exactly since they left. Um, uh, it's also just such a large market. I mean, you look Portland yeah. has a team and Seattle yeah. doesn't. It, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. point. I would like to see if. And obviously, there's a lot of research, market research, all this stuff that has to go into it. I would like to see if another uh, try at another Canadian team. I was about to would, say the same thing. I don't know if Vancouver would work, especially if they bring a Seattle right away. Like I don't think because they're they're only like two hours away from each other. Right. So that's the problem is they would eat each yeah. other's markets. So maybe it's similar to Buffalo, right. Toronto type right. of situation. So maybe not a Vancouver, especially not right away. But I don't know Montreal, uh, Ottawa, something, man. Like Ed- Edmonton. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's like I said, a lot of market research and and all that jazz has to go into it. But I would I would kind of like to see another another um, yeah another Canadian team. So so let me pose this question to you, which I, I'm wondering if this would even work. But you know we have the Bay Area where they have two baseball teams, two football teams but only one basketball team. And now the Warriors kind of said bye to Oakland and now are now across the Bay in San Francisco where their new stadium what got in, built. Isn't there only so, one football team now? Uh, You're right. Sorry, my bad. There was two football well, teams. Well, now. Yeah, yeah now. Right, but there was right. two football teams. But anyway, you're point right. is, what if they got another basketball team and there was a Battle of the Bay basketball series going on? So, like, Oakland would get another one yeah, pretty much? Yeah, exactly. So, like, Oakland would get their own. Or like, or like Santa Clara or something. Maybe San or yeah, or San Jose, San Jose, that area. Yeah, um, I mean, it is a huge, huge market. Like you said, there is two teams on a lot of different, different other sports. So, um, yeah, I'm I I mean, I mentioned this. I think actually last episode, I'm all for like my favorite part of video games, especially sports, is like making the new franchise, making a new name, making those new jerseys. So I'm all for it. Uh, just give me some new names. Give me some new new teams to root for. <laughs> some new blood. I love it. Exactly. I do think people in that area, in Oakland, would be very excited for that. But I think people outside of California might say, man, why do they have five teams? Uh, yeah, because they have here? all the money. That's why. But anyway. <laughs> all of the people, too. Yeah. Yeah, they, people, uh, people forget that that's a large enough area to exactly. sustain two teams. Mm-hmm. Like you said, for baseball, they were doing it for football. Yeah. I think um, I'm trying to think. Is there like another rack in my brain? Oh man! I mean, what about your Louisville man? Hey, there's a group here that's trying to get pro sports here. Honestly, yeah. So I, and I yeah. think mostly pro basketball is the big push, um, just because basketball is such a such a big sport in this area. Obviously, you yeah. have um, University of Louisville here, and then you have uh, the University of Kentucky. That's like a 45 minute drive away, and that's a huge, mm-hmm. huge rivalry. So yeah, college basketball is like the thing here, along with horse racing. So, well, um, and you guys are correct me if I'm wrong, but you're super close to Cincinnati, right? We are, yeah. So we're about an hour yeah. and a half away from Cincinnati, and then you, I mean, we're and then we're also only like an hour and a half away from Nashville. So like the surrounding areas itself, there, there's, there is a decent market for it here, yeah. um, but the the problem 
that could poss they could possibly face is the reason um, why the Raptors ended up not making Louisville their like temporary home for the season is because mm-hmm. of the uh, political climate, kind of social political climate around the area right now because of the Breonna Taylor ruling. So, because that was oh, that was yeah. the exact reason why the Raptors didn't come here when the, it was looking somewhat likely that they would. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. But like I said, man, I'm I'm kind of all for it. Um. Yeah. Let's get some fresh blood, new blood in there. Uh. Real quick, I wanted to touch on Harden, all his drama. Listen, there has been a lot going on with Harden, but one thing he. We know he can do is play basketball, man. He dropped 44 points and 17 assists last night uh, in their first game back. They actually lost in overtime to the Portland Trailblazers. CJ McCollum, shout out. He's on my fantasy team. He <laughs> dropped 44 as well. Hit a dagger three at the end. It was beautiful. But, yeah, I just wanted to add, like, dude, Harden, all the distractions and everything, they still look great. They added Christian Woods in the offseason. Um, he had a great performance last night as well um but what's interesting is harden actually a report came out that harden adds boston and portland as destinations that he would like to be traded to and to me that kind of just seems like like he he does want to go but they can't get a deal done with any of the other teams so he's like okay well i guess i'll go to portland i guess i'll go to boston you know yeah i hate both of those places for him <laughs> honestly like well, just if we're talking just like pure team like looking at the team itself or whatever like if he goes to portland you know they have to give up like probably like a nurkic and maybe like a mccollum because they're probably not giving getting rid of lillard mm-hmm. but like i would or maybe like or maybe like a mccollum and like 10 young guys that they have exactly but know. like that's the thing is like you have to give up yeah. so much for harden he's just not worth it right now because like yeah. For Portland, I mean, yeah, Portland wants to kind of like take that next step and get further and like deeper into the playoffs and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I would, I'd say you just do that with Lillard, McCollum, and Nurkic and, and call it a day. And Boston would have to give up so many of their young guys that it's not worth it. He's yeah. just not worth it right yeah. now. Yeah. The, the Rockets would want a Jalen Brown or a Jason Tatum. And I don't think Boston is willing to give those guys up. So Hell no. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. No. Um, well, that was our sports section. Uh, we were trying to get through it quickly. Didn't really get it through quickly, but quick enough. <laughs> quick enough. Um, let's get into some video game news, guys. So there's been a lot going on in this space. Um, I am actually super excited to have Zach on. This is kind of the main reason why we wanted to have him on is we want to go through like the whole cyberpunk debacle. I guess is a good word for it. Um, so, yeah, I'll just let Zach kind of take it away. Uh, let us know what's going on with it because I've kind of been following it but not, like, super in-depth. So, yeah, let, let us know, man. Right. So a lot of people have been playing the new game Cyberpunk. My personal game is just to follow the news surrounding Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> so full disclaimer, none of us have played this game yet. Um, we've all mm-hmm. seen videos, have had friends that have played it. Um, it, right. The game released December 10th. Holiday release and to immediate controversy that the game just didn't run well. It didn't look good. It was crashing. Lots of glitches. It appeared unfinished. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, oh, we've been waiting seven years for this game to come out. And I just wanted to sort of run through a timeline of what happened. How did we get from them making a game for seven years uh, 
to an unfinished game coming out and everyone being angry and Sony pulling it from the store. And then, yeah, which I think one thing Sony pulling from the store is huge. I really want to get into that Zach when, when you do get into it. Right. But, um, I think, uh, I mean, we can say it's one of the most hyped games in a long time, right? Like people have been drooling at the mouth for it for a long time. Right. Uh, I would say it's very fair to say past three years, this is the most hyped release uh, for a video game. Yeah, so yeah, get into it, please. Yeah, so the idea Cyberpunk comes from a tabletop RPG game uh, released in 1988 uh, by Mike Pondsmith. So this is like a Dungeons and Dragons type of thing, but very sci-fi. That comes out. Um, then we moved to the future, 2007, 2011, this company in Poland, CD Projekt Red, puts out video games The Witcher and The Witcher 2. These games start to do well, they start to get a big cult following, everyone likes this developer. This is the beginning of their goodwill. Now, in 2012, it gets announced, they said, hey, we're making a game for Cyberpunk, that old tabletop RPG that three people have heard of. People say, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the next year... Hey, sorry, sorry, real quick. Just just yeah. to just to kind of put this in perspective for everyone, May 2012, when this was announced, was uh, the month I graduated high school, and now I've been out of college for two years. So just wanted to put that in perspective <laughs> for everyone really quick. Okay, go ahead, Zach. Yeah, this is... We are deep in the past here. A year later... An announcement trailer is shown. There's a cinematic, no gameplay. They said, hey, our game is called Cyberpunk 2077. Um, What happens next is they release The Witcher 3. And this game has immense commercial success, critical success. Uh, Everyone says, wow, this developer's great. We love them. Uh, One of the biggest games in in this whole time period, honestly. Like, it's, it's a huge game. Right still very popular and at this point i mean it has a netflix series it's based on a series of uh, polish books um Mm -hmm. it's a big open fantasy rpg uh the closest thing i compare it to would be skyrim but anyway Mm -hmm. so in 2016 they finish on the witcher expansions this is important because people say oh this game got announced in 2012 a lot of the staff weren't even working on cyberpunk until 2016, 2017 when they had finished content for the Witcher three. So now two years later, it's E3. I think, sorry, sorry, Zach to interrupt again, but I think that is an important distinction to make because I mean, I get caught up into it, but I think a lot of people think, yeah, games released. Oh, they're working full fledged on it and stuff, but no, like a big studio, even a medium sized studio probably has multiple projects at once. They're, you know, they're, they're trying to focus on this thing more at the time, you know, and, and so it's hard to put all their effort into one thing all at once. Right. In 2012, when they announced it, they had just signed a deal with the guy who made the board game and then, or the tabletop game. Uh, 2013 announcement trailer, they just have people doing concept art. They don't have programmers putting together the world map at this point. Exactly. That's not happening until exactly. four years ago. Right. And that's what I think a lot of people think. Oh, the announcement trailer shown. Well, they must be working on it since that time. It doesn't always work like that. Right. Certain things have to happen first before other things can happen. But yeah, we moved to 2018. Now we have the big world premiere trailer 
We're seeing cinematics, gameplay. This is at E3. People have been hearing about this game for five years now, and they're finally seeing it. We're reaching that peak hype. People are very excited. Then the next year, they come out, and they have Keanu Reeves on stage at E3, promoting the game with a new trailer. Uh, Keanu Reeves is in the game. They've modeled a character after his likeness. He's a significant part of the story. He's on the cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on the cover. Yeah. They can do no wrong. Huge. Everyone's super excited for this, and they say, "Hey, it's coming out next April, 2020." Um, so that's the other thing. People said, "Oh, this has been delayed like 18 times. It's delayed a few times, but um, there really wasn't a date until 2019." Mm-hmm. Then January comes around. They say, "Hey, it's actually going to be September." May comes around, and they say, "Hey, new consoles are coming out. It'll run on those." Uh, this becomes important later. Um, then summer hits, and they say, okay, we're delaying to November. This is where you see uh, they're probably realizing they aren't hitting the goals they wanted to. Parts of the game aren't finished, aren't working. They aren't going to hit that September deadline, moving to November now. Now, September 30th, mm-hmm. they start mandatory six-day work week for their developers. So, Zach, maybe you know a little bit more. Is this kind of standard practice for a big, huge uh, project like this in, in, in a big studio? This is standard practice for the game industry to have what's called crunch. Yeah, There's a lot of talk about mm-hmm. how it's not ethical uh, for employee rights. And people have right. some developers are trying to unionize to avoid this. The big mm-hmm. problem. But it is kind of the industry standard right right? this is not like not the first studio to do this right but they also say oh we just need to do this for the last uh six weeks before this releases this is before another delay that delayed another four weeks so their six week crunch ended up being a 10 week crunch with the delay yikes yeah it's really rough now october 5th the game goes gold Going gold is where you say, hey, we're going to start printing the discs for this game. Uh, This is what's going on, those. But now with the internet and patches, they can have a day one patch ready to fix things. So it's quote unquote finished, but it's not really finished. They're still working on it. It's like when a uh, game comes out on Steam that it's like early access, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like early access could mean there are in almost any stage of development and they're just going to keep working on it. Right. But back when it was like the PS2, yeah. when you went gold, that was it. Whatever, yeah. whatever you put on that disc, whatever's getting printed is what was out there. Mm-hmm. So now the game gets delayed again to December 10th. That's the final delay. So you had three delays total here. Uh, but people are still excited. They're saying, oh, They've taken the time to fix all of the bugs. We're very glad we're going to get a bug-free, nice experience. This is sort of the fan perception at this point. This is why I think the release was more dramatic. They said, hey, they've delayed it a bunch to give themselves the time to sort things out. Mm-hmm. Um, December 3rd is about a week ahead of release. Review copies are sent to the media. They're only sending out PC copies. They are anywhere possible. They are not sending the Xbox copy for reviewers to review or the PS4 copy. They don't want them to see that version. So did this, did this news come out after or like did people, I mean, was it officially known that they weren't sending out or did people kind of get on their trail? Like, did, does that make sense? There's what are called review embargoes. 
So the media mm-hmm. outlets, they get the game ahead of time. They can't talk about it until right. I think a, a couple days before release, they were allowed to release their reviews. So this didn't become right, known. But, but what I'm saying until right before. Yeah. So, but yeah, we didn't know about the, about the issues or about is CDP are they, they didn't give them out cause they're aware of the issues. Right? Yes. So did we, so we didn't know that they weren't giving out console uh, stuff until after. Right. Right, exactly. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the alarm on that wasn't raised until right around release. Right. That exactly. That's what I that asked. Yep. Then the game comes out, and people running on a base PS4, like the one they got back in 2014, it's running terribly, crashing, poor frame rate, poor resolution, texture pop in, glitches everywhere. It's happening for the Xbox as well. People on PC are having a better time, but still some issues. And this is the uh, whole controversy is people are mad. They want refunds. The game isn't working correctly for them. They're saying, hey, you delayed this three times and it's still not finished. Uh, This is sort of the whole problem we see. And they say, okay, we're going to start working on refunds. They're working with Microsoft, Sony, Best Buy, internationally. So people can turn in the game when it's not working for them. This costs a lot of money to refund all of those copies. This is not what they want, not what Microsoft wants, not what Sony wants. Right. So December 14th, four days after launch, the stock market value for CD Projekt Red, the whatever Polish market it's traded in, it loses a third of its value. It's pretty big. Which was huge. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a good day for anyone on their executive board. This mm-hmm. is sort of a failed release financially if you're losing a third of your value after your game comes out. And then three days later, Sony pulls the game from their digital store. No one can go on, that pay was... for it, and just download it anymore. They said, hey, this is not meeting our quality standards we set for our games. We're pulling it until they mm-hmm. fix the game properly. And I, that was huge. Like, that was a big, I mean, especially for the casual fans or even people not even aware, I feel like that's kind of when it really hit. It's like, oh, something is pretty wrong here. Right. And this is biting into sales. Imagine every kid that opens a PS5 on Christmas and says, oh, let me go buy a new game. They can't go buy it mm-hmm. and download it now. There yeah. are a lot of, or someone gets, a, oh, here's a gift card for Xbox. Go buy yourself a game. Um, I mean, it, it's they've only pulled it for Sony, but still, the point stands right. that uh, it's eating into potential sales, hurting the reputation. Exactly. It's a really bad financial scene. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, I do have a I have a couple of questions slash comments for you because I, I wonder if you know more about this, but I I've seen a couple things surrounding this where uh, one is that a lot of people don't know, and maybe I don't know how true this is, just one thing I saw, that Cyberpunk actually had like half of a development team that like most games like this have. Do you know more about that? Like, yes. What, I, running... what I saw was like, they had like about 500 developers working on this at one time, where most like open world RPGs, like this, something like a, like a Skyrim, for example, you mentioned, or like a GTA or like a Assassin's Creed or whatever, all have like a thousand plus developers yeah it's hard to compare different studios how many people are doing what on any given game but i think the 
big comparison was they're comparing to Rockstar and GTA and saying that Rockstar has a lot more people working on the Grand Theft Auto games. Okay. Which interesting. I mean, to be fair, Rockstar is way bigger though. Yes, but, but also CD Projekt Red but, uh, could have hired a lot earlier on in 2017, 2018. True. Yeah. They could have expanded. Right. What people don't understand is when you hit the summer of 2020 and you aren't going to meet your marks, you can't bring on people, train them, get them on the project. It's too late right. at that point. Right. So mm-hmm. I guess I guess my another question for you is: Do you feel like since you have said you kind of you've kind of been on the uh, Reddit like front line, if you will, you've kind of seen all of the <laughs> oh, all the rage, all of the he's had his fedora on the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he's been uh, maladying at everyone. But anyway, <laughs> to do my research, I did not shave my neck. I just let that grow out. <laughs> I had to be at full power. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, uh, so that being said, you, you've kind of seen it all. Do you feel like the fans kind of asked for this, though? Because I've seen some memes and stuff, too, that have said, you know, they warned everyone in a way. They said, like, it's pretty buggy. We don't want to put it out yet. And fans were like, we don't care. We just need it in our lives. And then as soon as they released it, everyone went, this is super buggy and sucks. And they were like, then why did you ask for it? I think the fans' expectations, I think they should have seen the red flags of the three delays mm-hmm. coming. Um, I think the delay to December 10th should have really been the big red flag of, oh, they're just going to push out whatever they have before Christmas. Uh, okay, I see. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, if they had delayed to 2021, it'd be like, okay, they're taking the time they need to really fix bugs and finish yeah. their QA. Yeah. Yeah, as far I mean, like they didn't really. Every time they delayed, it was only a couple months, right? Like, hold on, I'm, I I can't remember the exact dates, but wasn't it only a little bit of time? Like, it wasn't a huge amount of time. Well, the initial release was um, they said April, then they said September, right? Then November, right? Then December, right? And I guess, and I guess, if they're they're saying that as a as a consumer, as a fan, I'd be like, oh yeah, looks. They're not, they should be fine, right? They should. I'm. I'm putting my faith in them to put out a good product, right? right. So I can see a so, reasonable ex- expectation of, oh, they've delayed it, so they have now taken the time to fix things. Yeah, reasonably, maybe. Yeah, but I guess. So I think some of it's justified, but also it's a very ambitious game. Had some red flags surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the problem here is a. Uh, December 18th, it comes out that a lot of the employees at CDPR are unhappy with the executive board. Um, The board said in January that the game was complete and playable when this wasn't true. So you had the board of the company lying about the state of the game. We are now finding that out, obviously. Um, Uh, Wait, the rest of that quote is pretty funny. Uh, it says here that you wrote down or you copied yep. here. Another developer asked whether – I don't know. Sorry, did I – I didn't mean to oh, cut you ahead. off. Uh, another developer asked whether CD Projekt's directors felt it was hypocritical to make a game about corporate exploitation while expecting that their employees work overtime. Their response was vague and non-committal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's – can't really explain your way out of that one. 
<laughs> Jeez. Um, but this is it getting taken down from the stores, something sort of unprecedented. This doesn't happen often. Usually games only get taken down when they're old and like a, a copyright license expires on something. Yeah, I was trying to rack my brain for a game that I remember getting taken down. Not only that, but a a big release getting taken down. I, I do have an example I, handy. Please, a few yeah. Years ago, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda on PC, the, oh. the port was uh, had bugs and glitches and was taken down for a time on Steam. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah, um, I, I vaguely remember that. Cause even at like even now I'm barely dipping my toes into PC gaming. I'm still very much a console boy. So you mean a beta boy. I wasn't like a beta. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I I think. Uh, so that wasn't like huge in my world, you know, at the time. But yeah, I I vaguely I vaguely remember that. I think what's interesting is we've seen the trend of early access games, playing a game in alpha going to a Kickstarter, playing a game in beta, mm-hmm. playing unfinished games has been a thing. And I feel like Cyberpunk almost falls into that. People say, oh, we want this now. We've been waiting so long. We want this game. And then they get it in a buggy and unfinished state. Mm-hmm. Granted, this wasn't... Yeah, you- uh, this is sort of mismarketed and not asked for. But is all of gaming trending that way? I was going to say, do you think if they marketed marketed it better or said this is early access like we're putting early uh we're putting the beta out or whatever do you think it would have been more well received i think it becomes difficult when you charge a full 60 dollars price tag because mm-hmm. it's hard to convince someone hey pay 60 dollars for this it's not finished it'll keep getting updates over the next few months Whereas mm-hmm. if it's a smaller developer releasing a $20 game on Steam, uh, it's easier for consumers to make that purchase. It's like, okay, it's not as much right. money. If it's unfinished, it's unfinished. That's I fine. Also, yeah, and also, I also feel like it's a little different with this game, too, because it's like a, it is kind of like a, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's like a Skyrim or like an Assassin's Creed where it's like, it's an RPG, but it's not like an MMO, right? Or it's not like a Battle Royale, or it's not a, it's There's not a no game where you're like, Exactly. Like you're not you're not going to go play online and be able to play round after round after round after round. When you get through the story, you get through the story and it's done with. So right. it's not like you're going to wait for the updates to fix everything mm-hmm. to then go, oh, now this is so much better. Like, no, I already know the story. I don't care anymore. Where like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I guess a game that probably did this the best out of anyone for a long time and still does to an extent is Fortnite because they released early access quote unquote when they were just jumping on the battle royale train really really quickly when it was at the height of its popularity or at least not when it's on its like ramp up and because they did hey it's free everyone jumped on it because they're like well cool i don't have to pay anything and if you want to spend money you can if you don't ever want to spend money you don't have to but it's it's there if you mm-hmm. want the skins and all the other stuff but they had i remember they had a early access or beta version or whatever like forever like when the game was at like probably the peak of its popularity it still had like early access on the loading screen and i was like fortnite come on like at this point you're not early access anymore like (laughs) everyone's playing you and that's actually kind of what i want to bring up it's like we joked a little bit earlier about how you know early access kind of could mean anything well yeah that's that's kind of what's going on with a lot of these early accesses is you don't have 
a time frame to win. Like, yeah, you pay the money up front, but you don't have a time frame when it's going to be finished. You can end some of those games. Like you said, Fortnite, they take forever. They will take a long time. So, and I think you bring up, I didn't even think about that, Connor. That's a great point. He's like, yeah, once you're done with the story, what are they going to add like five more minutes to it or something? Yeah. No, they're just, they're going to update the bit, the, the bugs, the, the glitches, all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. And that, I think, I think that's where the rage is kind of coming from, from everyone is like, cause I, so like I got Assassin's Creed Valhalla for Christmas as well. It's been great. I've been starting to play that. I've been getting into that. It's a super fun Ooh, game. I've, I've wanted that one, but like, I would I would never expect to play an Assassin's Creed and like have it be super glitchy and buggy outside of just like, you know, little ones here or there. But for what it sounds like with Cyberpunk, like it's it's a little more than just a few bugs here and there. So like because of that, I kind of understand the rage now. Right. Especially with I think the anticipation added to it. It's an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. It isn't even about the money or the refund. It's oh, I waited 7 years for this game and now it crashes yeah. on my xbox mm-hmm. true now i can't buy it on my ps4 yes and how <laughs> dare you how dare you put the internet's golden boy on the cover and it's this piece of garbage how dare you besmirch <laughs> yeah. his name like that right. honestly well i feel like a lot of the internet reddit keanu reeves fan wave that we've seen in the past couple mm-hmm. years i mean a lot of it started he did john wick it's like okay he's back as true. this hot hollywood actor but then he went on stage at uh, E3 and was doing cyberpunk and was very likable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and more and more news has just come out about like just what a great guy he is. So that also helps where what was it was something about like he something to the effect of it actually came out that he was like an anonymous donor to like I think it was like homeless shelters and like kids school funds and like. Mm-hmm. like basically child cancer charities like he was this like big anonymous donor that somehow got found out that it was like him and so yeah i mean like he's just a great guy all around and like you said very very likable by mm-hmm. by masses and his his reputation tarnished by this <laughs> game yeah how dare you cyberpunk how it, just just how dare you well the thing is if you're playing it on pc it'll run well and apparently it should run well on the upcoming uh KF console, Neil. I'll throw it over to you. For that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a little break from the cyberpunk real quick. Uh, I don't know who's been following this, but KFC. I think we talked about it a week or two ago. How they've had they've had games recently. They've come out with um, uh, that one anime playthrough game. Um, and you yeah, mean the so dating they, simulation. They, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's a dating simulator. The Mario Correct. Lopez uh, romantic movie. Exactly. They're <laughs> all these marketing employees, and then they they announced that they were going to make a console, and everybody's like, "Okay, this is just like whatever." They're probably just saying it. Like, who's gonna? Make, it's probably gonna be like some uh, knockoff of a Game Boy at the best, right? It was released a, a couple of days ago. It some pictures of it, some of the specs from it, a little hype video. So it looks like this is going to be a real thing and they're calling it a console. It's more like a PC with a warmer for your chicken in it. Okay. Somehow. I just have to ask how many people are actually going to put chicken in it? I mean, first off, how many people are actually going to buy it? But the people that do, who are, who are they actually Mm. going to put chicken in it? Like, that just, it makes me think like if you had a PC, you're not just going to put chicken in your motherboard or whatever like that's a bad example but you know what i'm saying like inside the casing like you're not just gonna yeah. put 
a piece of chicken in there because like grease is gonna get everywhere and like stuff's gonna flake off like that just sounds disgusting i mean if they're inviting it you'd hope that they figure it out somehow some way to manage that but yeah that is a weird weird thing to try to <laughs> try to slide your chicken into your into also your so here's my issue when they're it. playing yeah my issue with nope. it is a. Uh... The price estimates for this, based on specs and rumors, are in the range of a couple thousand dollars. It'll be a high-end gaming PC. Why yeah. would I want to put greasy chicken inside something I paid over a thousand dollars for? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and uh, back to what I was saying, like no one eats chicken while they're playing. You don't want to get all the chicken grease over everything. Mm-hmm. Speak for that yourself. That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, Connor. It doesn't have to be chicken. They're marketing it as chicken, but it doesn't have. Okay, to but be even chicken. still, I'm saying you can I'm pop. Not... <laughs> you can pop a few taquitos in that sucker. It would work. Really <laughs> oh man, I finally have a place for even... my pizza rolls. The pizza rolls would always get cold because I'd be playing games. Now there's the solution. Connor, our minds are at the same place. I was gonna say, if it could cook pizza Ooh. rolls, you'd have my money. Ooh, that's that's easily worth a couple grand. Easy. Yeah. If my PS4 could cook me pizza rolls, I'd marry it. I would marry it. Hey, man, I've heard the fan on that thing. It probably can. It heats up so much. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, no, like uh, Zach brought it up, the the specs on this are are pretty pretty amazing. They've apparently collabed with um, a Swedish craftsman to, like, kind of design it. Um they they have a custom build for the chassis. Uh, they have Intel Nook Nine chip in there. They have a GPU Asus RTX supported graphics card. Uh, two uh, one terabyte SSDs. I mean, it's gonna be. They're saying it's gonna be VR ready, ray trace ready, two forty FPS, like four K quality gaming. And like Zach said, this is gonna be well over a thousand dollars probably <laughs> so it's it's just go ahead i was just gonna say I'm, I'm just curious like what kfc headquarters looks like sometimes like do you have the guys who come up with like the new recipes for you know whatever pro- like seasonal promotional dish they're putting out and then you have game developers on the other side like it's like well it's just, i it's think it's so wild to me oh and then you have I the movie maybe- studio in the back like <laughs> <laughs> exactly no i think i heard somewhere and this is just my my terrible memory thinking i might have heard something but i think i might have heard that they did sort of start a a game development a gaming section like they a gaming offshoot for kfc they sort of like br- started one if i'm not mistaken dude i i freaking believe it at this point with the amount of crap kfc is putting out or some mm-hmm. somehow able to collaborate with others and brand it mm-hmm. kfc like yeah i i don't get it also who, mm-hmm. do people even really still eat at kfc i felt like people gave that up like 10 years ago no no now if popeyes put out a console i'd be buying that shit up <laughs> right away no they'd run out of them though just like their chicken sandwiches <laughs> so good luck exactly but no i I think a YouTuber I watched, I don't even remember his name. Sorry, I never watched him. I just found his video. Um, he was breaking it down kind of, and he, he said it's probably just, I mean, a marketing employee. Everybody knew that. But he was saying maybe they'll only release a, a limited release, 50, 100 or something, and then that people can buy, and then they'll have some that people can win from coming into the store, buying some of their food. 
And then that's going to be it. I think that's and a then, realistic take. Yeah, because there's no, they're not going to get a lot of people buying this. There's no way. Right. Especially it's also just spend definitely all their money on PS5s and new Xboxes. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's at a price point and you know the above a thousand dollar gaming computer range, people who buy those are already building their own. It's there's not a huge True. market for all these people. Man, I love KFC. And I have 2K to drop on a computer. <laughs> I need my chicken warm and my grease and my RTS. Yeah, you can't sell thousands of these. Uh, but if you yeah. have a couple hundred YouTubers buy them and make videos about them, do it in a giveaway, mm-hmm. have exactly. uh, everyone's podcast talking about it, it really helps your brand. <laughs> yes, yeah. true. Agreed. We, we're part of the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also was just thinking, I like my... Uh, <laughs> I like my uh, RTX like I like my arteries carotid and clogged with grease. <laughs> <laughs> You're gross. Oh, um, well, yeah. So that's that's something to watch out for. I do have to say though, I kind of give some props for KFC. They put it out there, and it sounds like they're doing it. And I don't think anybody. I didn't think they were actually going to do it. Um, and it's going to be, it seems like to be a legit system. So yeah, some prop has to go to them, I guess. Hey, I, hey, I give them props because soldier boy said he was coming out with console and we haven't seen anything on that shit. Where's so, that shit? Soldier. Where is it? That's what I'm saying. Like soldier. What's up? Like I was ready to what's cop up? What's and up? you didn't show out. So <laughs> that, I'm out. That reminds me. I saw a clip last night of a uh, soldier boy playing apex legends and oh jeez. He had a gun that was a burst fire gun and apparently didn't know that. So he runs up to the guy, holds down the trigger, it shoots once, doesn't shoot any more bullets, and then the other guy just kills him very quickly. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't get Soldier Boy on your Apex squad based on I the mean, Twitter video I saw. I will, based on one Twitter I will video. say Soldier Boy is great for content, maybe not for console creation. Some of his Among Us highlights were amazing. Would you say that <laughs> those highlights bad. hit different because he's an elite player? Oh gosh, Zach. Oh, oh gosh, Zach. All right, so we just gosh. get into this. Neil, why don't you why don't you open up this whole can of worms here? Okay, so I kind of put it out there, guys. It was like I I keep seeing people say these phrases like, "Oh, some some so elite." You know, oh man, this hits different. I keep hearing this shit, and I I'm done with it, man. I hate it. I think people, it's the amount of people who are in my eyes misusing it or overuse over and misusing it. I think, like, like I think <laughs> I put this in the chat and Zach Zach, what'd you say? Hold up, let me bring it up. You're saying like um uh blah 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 blah. blah. You 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 said yes. An Olympic athlete is elite. Someone high up in finance can be elite. Your friend hitting a 360 in COD is not elite. <laughs> and I think that is perfect. You really hit the nail on the head there. Um, it's like it's the overuse. It's like it's like the, everybody using Savage now. Yeah. It's like, uh, is is everything Savage? No, and I hate it. But then I also did mention this in the chat. It's like when I start hating these trendy words, these trendy phrases, is usually – 
unfortunately when i start using them and i think it's because i'm ironically doing it and then it just becomes part of my vernacular yeah. and then i'm just part of i'm part of the hive mind at that say, point. You, you said am i a masochist <laughs> because you do it when you like hate these things so you're doing it ironically no you're just a hipster that's that's what it is yeah exactly you're just doing everything no, you're ironically right. but really it's just because you you're actually right. like the you like the phrases no but I love that, it. <laughs> no that's so i've had this complaint for a while now actually and i can't remember if i talked about it on here but i'm pretty sure i talked about it with you neil is like i hate that when people overuse the word goat or i should say the acronym goat because we have talked about it yeah, on here yeah yeah because they, they say like the it's like oh they're the goat or they're the goat of this or they're the goat of that yeah. and i'm like the go- it's unfortunately changed its meaning yeah like which, it, because it was supposed to be oh that's the greatest of all time that's one person or maybe a couple people but like now it's like oh man uh such and such is the goat of like hot dog eating like what like what does that even mean it's just it's it just first of all it it's, means it's pre- whatever his name is chestnut anthony chestnut i think is his name it's always gonna be him joey, joey chestnut joey, thank you Joey Chestnut. It's always going to be him. He's the goat. Get his but name right. Then people say like, "Oh, they're the goat of this generation." It's like that's not what that means. I think people are taking it even a step farther, and they're just replacing like, "Oh, a very good person, a very good play player, a very good exactly. thing is the goat." Exactly. It's like no, no, no. The goat is reserved for the best. It should be reserved for the best. Exactly. Or no, like I said, unfortunately, another thing that's I feel like is starting to become a lot more common is i'm built different or built differently or or he's built different Dude, this I is i hate that, it i use it ironically all the time but I, it's now part of my vernacular <laughs> yeah it's like how really yeah i i'm the same way zach it's like how how many times can you say it ironically until it's you're just saying it you know yeah but i mean but it's true like you do it does kind of start out as a joke and and i get it because i'll do the same thing like I've complained with uh, one of my really good buddies. I play a lot of video games with. Shout out to Prince, but I, I've uh, I've talked to him a lot about this. Is because I watch a lot of Twitch, especially when I'm like working, because I like to just have like noise in the background. And so, why not watch a streamer? Like it's it's one of the best ways to just have noise in the background that I don't have to really pay attention yeah, to the whole time. You're both doing nothing at the same time. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so the the problem though is like the streaming vernacular that has started to become more and more popular like let me know if you guys don't know what i'm talking about but like pog or oh that's so poggers yeah, pog poggers uh sag <laughs> why is sag a thing i don't know or like adding the word champ to everything like uh like adding uh what is it like pause champ pog champ weird champ sad champ like what why why is this a thing and it's just it's so cringy and awful i i think and the that, worst yeah. part is that people use it regularly not even when they're streaming connor that's not a very poggers take but okay <laughs> the thing you, so the thing you have to remember is when you're on some type of gaming reddit or a twitch stream chat is you are surrounded by 14 year olds quite literally you have a lot of other young people there who are gonna do the mm-hmm. annoying funny joke and that's how you were at 14 as well. It's so I know it's so, <laughs> so unfortunate true. to think about that. Yeah. Like I was I was thinking about this this is kind of an aside kind of an aside. I was thinking about it. Um I was watching a YouTuber review uh, uh other YouTubers terrible Christmas music, right? Like Jake Paul's Christmas music. And um 
and he read off a comment that was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I liked this three years ago or whatever. And he, he made a joke. He's like, oh, this 10-year-old <laughs> just realized he doesn't like Jake Paul, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I actually thought about it. I'm like, when I was, like, younger, you know, would I have liked maybe a Jake Paul, maybe a Logan Paul, maybe their music just because I was, like, naive? I I hope to think so. Like, I hope to think I wouldn't, but honestly, I don't know. No, I, I, I think of the same thing. I think, we, like, Michelle and I were with her family at Thanksgiving. We went to the mall, and there was, like, these preteens running around, you know, being loud and being obnoxious. And I was like, uh, I, the worst part is, like, teenagers now, I can't stand them. But I know I was just like that. I know it because I remember it. I was exactly like that, and I hate myself for it. Yeah, I I never say pog or poggers or pog champ, but if I was fourteen right now, I totally would say that. That's that's yeah. the worst part. Exactly. <laughs> if I was fourteen, yeah. And then the, and then like the actual streamers, they're saying it too. And then well, it the gets actual into streamers the are saying it to like fit in with the culture. You right. know what I mean? Or or ironically exactly. or whatever. Exactly. But then but then it just keeps going. Yeah. It's like an endless cycle. <sighs> I mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah, yeah, me too. But you know what I don't hate, Connor? Um is the the new Thor movie. You don't know that. I don't yet. hate that at all. That was a hell of a transition um, right there. <laughs> <laughs> really, if we really know clever about on that one. <laughs> if we know anything about Neil, it's he's the king of transitions. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king of uh, stretching, stretching for transitions. Uh, <laughs> no, so so yeah, Christian Bale was announced that he was going to be a villain in Thor four, which I think is awesome. Do we know any more information on that, Connor? Um, we do not. Cool. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about Spider Man. No, I think that... we, we can speak to that a little more, guys. If it's if he's not Batman and Thor, can we revolt? Uh, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> like he's a villain he Batman. Yeah, he's a villain Batman and Thor. That I think that'd be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> and and he like the ultimate and he's, crossover. I think with yeah, so and many he's like, legal he's, issues. <laughs> and he's R rated, but the rest of the movie's PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> he just has his dick out. It's like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> well. <laughs> Why does he have his? He just has his dick. Yeah, just make it R-rated. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't gonna go there, but I wasn't gonna go that direction. I was like, I thought he'd throw in a few fucks, but well, I mean, probably that too if he got a dick out. <laughs> but he's just got his dick in his hand the whole time. <laughs> I, I just wanted um, to uh, completely go off on someone working a microphone on set, and they just include that in the movie. <laughs> I'm referring to a while ago when filming Terminator. He had an angry rant, for those who don't know. And it's become a viral clip online. Didn't he have one? Christian uh, Bale did? Yeah, yeah, I, m- I remember that. Didn't he have one recently, oh. too? Well, that was, um, are you thinking Tom of Cruise um, had one Tom Cruise? Cruise? I'm thinking of Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, COVID yeah, Tom rant. Cruise that was one. ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's one of those we've, things. We've always known Tom Cruise has been crazy, though. Like I'm like, man, this guy is just such a jerk, but he's kind of right about what he's saying here. <laughs> People on set <laughs> yeah. should be wearing their masks so they can all have jobs. 
oh, totally. Yeah. But maybe, just the maybe you shouldn't have said it in that way. It was, but, was totally yeah. wrong. It's like, they've been waiting for this. They rely on it. Like, dude, calm down. We just want some good entertainment. Like, you got to chill. You got to chill, bro. You got to chill. Um, but uh, yeah, so to Zach's point, we can get into the new Spider-Man movie because I'm pretty excited for it. But also, I have some concerns. So, okay. new Spider-Man, we, we found out a little while ago that Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, supposedly it's confirmed that they are going to reprise their roles as uh, Spider-Man, or the Spider-Mans, whatever, from uh, the previous movies, and it's going to confirm the Spider-Verse. So, they're, they're just doing a big old Sony, Sony uh, orgy, basically. So, they're going to bring in Andrew Garfield, <laughs> Tobey Maguire, have Tom Holland still, it's going to confirm the Spider-Verse, which I think is great. And also what I think is great is that Alfred Molina, he also, I'm pretty sure, confirmed he's going to reprise his role as Doc Ock from the second installment of the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, right? Yes. That's pretty cool. So, uh, but I'm then personally I saw recently... Well, I was going to say, I'm Sorry, very ahead, excited for that with Spider-Man 2 probably being one of my favorite superhero movies ever. Uh, just a Agreed. lot of childhood mm-hmm. nostalgia from that. Uh, Alfred Bellina is great in there as Doc Ock. I'm excited to see him back. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Toby and Doc Ock. I'm not excited for Andrew Garfield. I think I stated on this show before uh, some of my least favorite, especially Spider-Mans, but even superhero movies was the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. You know what? And that's fair. But the other weird thing is that I guess Charlie Cox from the Daredevil Netflix series is also supposed to come in as Daredevil in this movie. And my thing, or I guess my question to you two is, do you think bringing in all of these other actors to like reprise their roles slash do this crossover thing, do you think it might take away from the movie in, in a, in a uh, force awakens kind of way where to me, the Force Awakens was just complete. Like nostalgia ran that movie. Nothing else ran that movie. The plot was okay, but it was mostly nostalgia running the movie. Do you think that's going to happen to this movie or no? So yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to bring up. Almost exactly, Connor is. I don't know exactly if we if we got that into the to the podcast with Connor. I know like twenty minutes were left out of us talking about Star Wars, but um, yeah, we talked about how the it was so nostalgia fueled it was kind of like an eye roll eventually yeah so is this it, it really just depends on how they do it is it just going to be like you know sucking our own nostalgia's nostalgic dick or is it going to actually be a fun story a cool story to follow yeah i, I guess it's up to that honestly Zach? my expectations are somewhat low for this i think they're juggling <laughs> too many balls in the air and i don't think you can pull mm-hmm. off this many things going on at once. Mm-hmm. However, we don't know the extent that all of these reprisals will be in. Will Andrew Garfield be present throughout the whole movie? Or will it be a one-minute scene? Something quick? Mm-hmm. Some type of quick callback? They'll just make a Stan Lee-type uh, cameo? Right. It, I think <laughs> they could have more success if it's leaning towards the shorter cameos a type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it gets risky if you try to balance all of these moving parts across a two-hour film. <laughs> it's going to be time, dimension traveling, uh, Spider-Man. Right. It, it also, this wasn't <laughs> some type of planned setup from all these movies like Avengers. There's going to be some level mm. of shoehorning of bringing all these things together. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like 
it, it kind of sounds like they were getting really excited in the in the i like idea table like oh uh, yeah maybe like maybe we could bring in like toby mcguire like yeah what if we bring in andrew what if we bring in charlie cock what if we bring in <laughs> oh the writer's room was on the good drugs that day yeah they oh yeah like honestly they're probably just like well th- into the spider verse did really well what if we do that here <laughs> yeah a live action into the spider verse just way worse way worser because yeah if they try to do anything like into the spider verse i think it's gonna fail because i think i don't think you can do it as well as into the spider verse did no at all not at all yeah i just hope again like they, it, i i can't remember if we've if it was released in the podcast but it was really annoying when the Star Wars series was so nostalgic, overly nostalgic that it's like, yeah, we get it, but can we get something new? I just hope it's not like that with this new this new Spider Man movie. Um, but in other, go ahead. Did you have speaking something to... of Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, speaking of Marvel and Disney, the Overlord Disney, pure <laughs> Mickey. Um, uh yeah no the the last episode of the mandalorian came out a couple weeks two weeks ago i believe so um yeah and we we kind of got into it a little bit with connor a couple weeks ago but we just wanted to give kind of a season a season review uh, a last episode review season review about the end of the mandalorian guys how did you like that last episode fan freaking tastic i thought it was awesome and uh, me, Zach, and actually Con the the varsity Connor, we were on a, a game chat the other night, and we were actually talking about it a little bit. And I, I kind of mentioned how um, I almost I thought it was great. I really liked it. Uh, and big spoiler, guys, here, big spoiler. Okay, if you do not want to <laughs> hear it, don't listen right now. Um, I thought I kind of hoped it wasn't Luke at the end, though. Okay. I kind of was. I was kind of hoping it was somebody else because my thought is, like, are they? I want to see more of of whoever the Jedi was. And um, gosh, I forget his name. What's his name now? Baby Grogu. Yoda. Oh, Grogu. Um, Grogu. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I want to see more of them together. But with the whole deep fake and everything, I don't like how much it's kind of weird. It's fine that he's just standing there, but it's kind of weird. Like if we see the more. And so I just don't think they can do too much with that. Um, but besides that, I think it was awesome. This buildup was amazing. It was really cool. Yeah. And I loved, uh, well, obviously always the memes, the memes are always great, but two, two that came out of it that I really liked was one, when you have like the girl squad, just like running it down and just like, pu- like just pounding through the lines of stormtroopers to get to the bridge or whatever was amazing mm-hmm. and the fact that all these memes are coming out was like how to do a like all-girl team not in a cringy way and it showed the mandalorian <laughs> and then it showed how to do it in a cringy way and it showed the scene from endgame when it was like we got this <laughs> it was like all the, <laughs> the female characters and i was like dude it's so true because i i did uh... notice that it was all females about halfway through that whole sequence and and i was watching it with my wife and i was like hey yeah girl power let's go that's awesome like but i didn't and you're just like shut up no. <laughs> pretty much yeah i turned but it I was... off i hate girls <laughs> i fast forwarded that's when i unsubscribed from disney plus right. well, i i think they did a good job it felt earned it didn't feel forced exactly i, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> that. good joke 
Exactly. And the other the other meme that came out though was uh, <laughs> Luke saying like, "Well, with proper training or whatever that whatever that line is," and then it shows us uh, like a still shot of, of a surprised face from Ray from the, the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. No, that was awesome. Um, I I want to mention it again. Um, <clears throat> what is his name? Moff. Yes. Right? Yeah, Moff Gideon. Um, dude, such a good character. Agreed. He's. I love that the whole misdirect. The whole he knew exactly what he was doing the whole time, and he set he set them up perfectly. I I thought that was so good. I'm really all for Giancarlo Esposito being cast typecast in those uh, smart villain roles. I want to keep seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing it in several series now, including the upcoming Far Cry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I do yeah, like yeah. that they kept him alive for next season. I'm sure he'll escape whatever prison and work some sort of plan. Of I, course, I think yes. if he was killed this season, it would would have been disappointing. I want I want to see more from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that would be yeah. Awesome. Do you so? So for the next season, guys, what do you think kind of the storyline is going to – what direction do you think it's going to take? So I have a couple theories. Um, or really, it's just like one theory. But I, I think it's going to do maybe some like multi-storyline episodes where it won't show like Mando every episode. It's going to be like one episode with just Grogu doing like Jedi training. Then it's going to be an episode of like a classic Mando where it's like, well, I got to get a job done. Better ask this person for help. Are you going to try to kill me in the process? It's a strong maybe. All right, I'm in anyway. Like something like that, you know, like he's going to he's going to find yeah. a new purpose, but he's always going to kind of like I feel like his purpose is still going to center around Grogu to like to an extent, but then they're also going to have like some Grogu cutaways in some episodes where it just shows like what he's do up you, to. Do you think there's a chance that he'll sort of if there if there might be a bigger role of the storyline of him helping the the Mandalorians get back uh mandalorian mandalore mandalore uh, mandalore yeah, thank but, you uh thank yeah you. Yes. i also i also think there's there's a strong chance for that as well yeah i i think so too and there's definitely going to be something with the the dark saber oh yeah for sure oh yeah which is gonna be my, great my prediction um, for next season is from season one to season two we i think we saw it become more story focused and less standalone episodes uh mm-hmm. season two things felt more relevant to the plot along the way I think season three will continue in that direction. We'll have less isolated, oh, I have to go do a job for you mm-hmm. episodes and more related to retaking Mandalore, uh, Bogotan, mm-hmm. and... More Moff stuff. Yeah, Moff Gideon stuff, the Republic mm-hmm. with Cara Dune, Grogu's training mm-hmm. leading somewhere. Bill Burr better come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. They definitely wrote themselves yeah. where they totally have the option to do it, but they also don't need yeah. to have him again in any way. I think they have to do yeah. that in case he uh, gets himself canceled over a joke going too far. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing I it mean, just in case. Yeah, they could just write him out really quickly. <laughs> I mean, with the stuff that comes out of Bill Burr's mouth, if he hasn't gotten canceled yet, I don't think it'll ever happen. That's true. He, uh, he is a very was... edgy guy. Yeah, he's just from um, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a normal Bostonian. Um, so one thing I I will miss, and I don't know how much they'll they'll expand it on or have them in the third season, but one thing I will miss is uh, like the whole Boba Fett helping him out. But but some but uh, John Favreau actually confirmed that the book of Boba Fett will be is going to be a totally separate series. Yes. Um, 
and we do have we do we do kind of have a timeline coming out right that's going to be coming out in the next what, year a year from right? now two years yeah yeah and so that's going to come out before season three season right? three or after to 2022 that's very right. recent news uh, last couple of days that got announced yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's super right. so we'll have because... we'll have the book of boba fett before yes. that yeah and that's and that's super exciting mm-hmm. too because when we watched that scene or, that, or whatever it's like that after credit scene where it showed all that and it was like book of that Boba was really Fett cool. coming soon or whatever whatever it said on the screen afterwards um mm-hmm. i had the theory that honestly i thought it was going to replace mando in a way and it was going to be like okay now it's boba fett story then we're going to go to like another mandalorian then we're going to like you know what i mean like it was going to it was going to yeah. kind of like pass that torch because it was like okay you oh, know I like see. pedro pascal's uh his his uh character was like finished with his task so that was it yeah you know but yeah. so i'm i'm really happy it's working out this way instead just so that we can still like you said we can still have the possibility of like okay now mando's gonna go help take back mandalore we still have some moff gideon stuff we still you know there's still so much potential for the series where i was mm-hmm. it, it looked like it was about to get cut short in a way and just move into like here's boba fett's story now where he's gonna go from but we have a completely separate series that's confirmed i'm stoked about it so i i had a question that maybe you guys because you guys seem to be on the pulse a little better than i am about the stuff um is the timeline of what bo- the book of Boba Fett is it confirmed yet? Do we know like what kind of sort of timeline it's going to be in? I can't really speak to Star Wars timeline stuff that well. No, what do you I'm mean, just saying you in, in terms timeline? of like. So is it going to be in reference to the Mandalorian? Or is it going to pick up where they left off? Two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I oh. think it's just I think it's just picking up right where like the after right right where left off up, like left off or whatever. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Um, you know what is one thing that I'm super stoked about though is uh, a droid story. <laughs> Get out of um, here. Anyways, that's it from from uh, uh, Arizona. Um, I'm your. <laughs> we'll have to do a whole episode oh, when that man. comes out. It'll just be an hour of me ranting. <laughs> we gotta get zach you, drunk yeah, well, and oh i'll, I'll have a few beers before that episode if you aren't aware <laughs> they announced a bunch of other star wars shows and there's going to be an animated movie following a young hero with c3po and r2d2 called a droid story and this is far and away the least exciting project they announced <laughs> well i, I guess we know I which we episode did... we're having zach back on as oh, soon as God. we all watch that don't make me watch <laughs> we'll bring that. zach back <laughs> we have to for the podcast it's for the content uh, zach. we got yeah for the ratings oh. zach <laughs> uh all right well we have to say thanks to zach for hopping on this episode um uh it, go follow all of our social medias um uh, the the two tight ends social medias it's at two tight ends then it's the number two on youtube on instagram facebook and twitter uh you can follow me at the thrill can kill five and you can follow um, me com- at uh, moco that's m-o-c-o dot c-u-d-e on instagram but yeah just be sure to follow mm-hmm. the two tight ends accounts we'll be posting new stuff there whenever we can mm-hmm. yeah share with your friends share with your family anybody who wants who you might think who you think might like it. Uh, Connor, what did we learn today, though? Well, Neil, if there's anything we've learned today, it's that stretching is important before running, before exercising, and when performing transitions in a podcast. <laughs> All right. Again, thanks, Zach, for Thank coming you for on. Having uh, me. Everybody have a good week. Of course. Everybody have a good week. See ya. See me like
Been four years now, got the hindsight What I saw in you, no eyesight Getting off that stage, this my time You text so much, no Wi-Fi Oh please, oh please, don't call me no more Don't freeze, don't freeze I can pick up my phone, 10 calls in a row Hey, you know how to show What you know about me, what you know about me